You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Fuck yeah. Nailed it. I have probably tried that five times today. I'm doing this Monday night. I don't know why the fuck I'm struggling with the first, like, 20 words of the show, but it's is Oh, that felt good. Finally. let's. It's a wrap. Cut, take, whatever the fuck they say to Hollywood. Oh, take that one. Thanks for listening to the show. This week, it is episode 283, and we are kicking it old school, as the kids say. So old, in fact, that this is one of the only games we have covered on Remember the Game that's actually older than I am. And I was going to say this is the oldest game we've ever covered, but I think that title will forever belong to the Oregon Trail. I I think it will. Uh, But we're talking Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong, and not Donkey Kong Konga, not... Donkey Kong fucking 64, not even Donkey Kong Country. We're going old. This is the original arcade Miyamoto making Nintendo of America saving Donkey Kong arcade game. It came out back in 1981, two years before I was puking and pooping and doing all the stuff I do now. And it's just, it's one of those games that everyone knows, right? And I really believe that. Maybe you haven't played it. Maybe you don't know every pixel of it or anything, but that first level with the pink construction girders and the barrels and everything, everyone knows this game and knows that level. This game was also the debut of Donkey Kong and, um, ah, what's that other guy? Mario. That's what it is. It's just such an insanely iconic and important video game, and I, I feel like it's time to show it a little bit of goddamn respect 
here on Remember the Game. Plus, I've heard so many of you reaching out and asking for more arcade episodes, so your wish is my very eventual command. I I will warn you, uh, I've only actually played... I don't know, I've probably played the arcade cabinet of this like 15 or 20 times in my life, but growing up, I played the NES port a lot. So that weird level with the conveyor belts and stuff really isn't my specialty. I don't know that level very well at all. And if just, but you know, I still, I've played a lot of Donkey Kong. I can talk Donkey Kong. Oh, and I've also will, I will let you know if you've never listened to the show before, welcome. And uh, please know that our show is not a history lesson, all right? I'm not going to not gonna get into where the game came from, the way they transformed all those old cabinets into Donkey Kongs and all that. This show is just my nerdy friends and I talking about what we like and hate about games. And there's a lot of like this week. We're talking an old game, so I recruited an old guest. He was actually the guy that started the show with me a B ago, a B years ago, B years ago. Shout out to anything gets that bit of a stretch of a reference. Uh, it was my buddy Chris. We're, we're, we're both... Uh, uh, we both have more in common with Cranky Kong these days than we do Donkey Kong or Mario at this point. Shout out to everyone that knows that Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong. I, I know. I, I said I wouldn't do that. I'm doing that. I, I know. Uh, but some, come, please, come gather around the lemon tree and listen to a couple of old men blabber on about a very old game. And we'll get to all that in just a minute because speaking of listening to an old man blabber on, possibly under a lemon tree, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long. Not a good sell. Our intros are actually longer than your average game of Donkey Kong. Probably probably is. But they're really easy to skip. You want to skip it, go about 30 minutes up the road. You'll be in a Donkey Kong talk. I recommend hanging around. We're talking video games and stuff. It's a, it's a good time. Uh, before I get into that, give me like... Give me a couple minutes. I got to I gotta do my plugs. Let me keep the bills on, all right? That's how it works. Uh, we have all kinds of merch, hoodies, shirts, mugs, posters. You can find it all at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. Pretty well anything to do with the show, you can find it at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. But our merch is there. It was all designed by my man Joe from 4545 Creative. So much love to Joe. And, uh, of course, if you're like, I don't do clothes, I get it. You can always support us on Patreon. And it's a great fucking time to support us on Patreon because if you haven't seen yet, in February, February, not you, February, we are running the pre-March Madness Patreon poll tournament extravaganza. I have taken 64 games that have not gotten episodes of the show that people have asked us to cover going back as far as the NES right up to the PS3, Xbox 360. There's some PC games in there, all different genres, and they are going to battle it out a month-long tournament every day. Our Patreons will get to vote on who they think should move on through a round or two until we get it down to one champion. So a uh, great time to consider giving us a, a shot on the old Patreon box if you're interested. And there's more than just voting. You don't just have to work. There's lots of stuff to enjoy over there. We have four additional podcasts every week. Every Monday, Mark McHugh and I talk The Simpsons on Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Every Tuesday, I talk about whatever the fuck I want on my podcast, The Rambling Idiot. Every Friday, I drop Game Patch, which is my modern gaming news show. I talk about all the stuff going on in video games, let you know about the new releases, all that kind of stuff. And every Thursday, it's Expansion Pass, which is a different gaming show each week. We look back at characters and consoles. I do rankings. There's tons of modern game reviews. There's some comedy episodes over there. And this past week, it was Expansion Pass 195, arguably the biggest podcast on the Remember the Game calendar in a year. It was the Blankies. This was our fourth annual award show where I revealed the games that our listeners 
winners picked as the winners of all the different awards we uh, gave out. I picked my personal game of the year and let you know all of our picks for a ton of like best in genre awards, best console exclusives, all that kind of stuff. I mixed in some comedy skits and a special announcement as well. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, the fourth annual Blankies. We're going to kick the night off with a nice dose of mm-hey. It's the RPG of the Year Award. This was a tough category for our nomination committee, which, well, consists of me because fucked if I know what an RPG even is anymore. Does it have to be a JRPG? Can it be a Western RPG? Is Zelda an RPG? Is it anything with hit points? Some sports games might be RPGs. I... And then I asked the internet, and then everyone just started arguing about what it is and what it isn't is, and I've already lost interest, and I'm thinking about what I want to eat, but my Discord keeps pinging me with people arguing about what should be here, and it's a stupid made-up award. Your finalists for 2023 RPG of the Year are Final Fantasy 16, Baldur's Gate 3, Super Mario RPG Remake, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. And the winner of the 2023 RPG of the Year, as selected by the Hot Dogs, is... So that's now available in our archives, and this week it's Expansion Pass 196, and it's the final Expansion Pass of the month, which means the topic is up to our Patreons, and as of this recording, I actually don't know. Well, the poll is running right now, so I actually have no idea. (laughs) <laughs> what we'll be talking about on on Thursday. We're very professional here, but it's probably going to be fun. You should check it out. So again, subscriptions start at $3 a month. You get new podcasts every week, instant access to literally hundreds of ad-free archive bonus podcasts. You get a chance to vote in the March Madness Patreon poll tournament extravaganza in February. Plus, you get to join our Discord. You can vote on our regular Patreon polls that run the final week of every month. Or actually, the January polls a bunch of NES games, and that's starting... That'll be live by the time you all are hearing this, so that's going to be a good time. You get the, uh, the ability to submit comments, to be read on our shows. You can DM with me, and you even get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patriots. Sir Jeffrey, Jeffy, Jeff, Jeff, Sir Jeff, Jeff. Sorry, uh, Sir. I'm sure I fucked that one right up. Steve Clark. I can say that one. Sweet T. Vision GL. Mitch Dunn. Mike Ronomicon. Ronomicon. I think. Chaps my ass. Ian Keg. Undead Memer. Super Mario fan. Garkar Garkarami. JD and Tim. I that was. Oh, might have been the worst batch of shoutouts I've ever done. Thank you all so much for the support, and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can find all that at patreon.com slash remember the game. Don't forget, we donate 5% of that money to charity. You sign up for an annual subscription, you'll save your 12th month's fees. And I'm really trying to be more active over on Twitch. Lots of you have been coming by. It's been awesome. So check me out over there, twitch.tv slash member the game. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related but not always and we call this segment blowing in the cartridge he blows all right he blows big time that's it honey get into the spirit 
Let's blow our first blower this week is G Money, who said, Hey Adam, you've talked about the PS1 being the first system you bought with your own money. Mine was a Sega Genesis slash Sega CD. I sold all my old consoles right after I got married almost 20 years ago. But last week, I bought back the actual Genesis and CD from the coworker I sold it to. Super nice guy, and he was happy to keep it safe for me all these years. There's something about getting the actual system back that hits extra hard in the nostalgias. Have I gone soft, or would you also go the extra mile to get your PS1 that you actually bought back in the day back? Uh, I don't think you've gone soft at all, G-Money. I think that's awesome. My brother actually just uh, last year gave me our childhood NES and SNES. Most of the games are gone because I sold them when I sold my collection, including my copy of Earthbound. Fuck, fuck, fuck. But uh, I do have my childhood NES and SNES sitting right here beside me on the shelf. And yeah, no, they hit harder. I don't know if I'd go out of my way to get my PS1 back because I don't even, I don't honestly remember what I did with it. I must have sold it, but I don't remember. Oh, man. I, yeah, like, I don't, honestly, my Super Nintendo is the one that means the most to me. But I get it. Uh, like, if I had a chance to get it, I would. But I have my Super Nintendo, and that's, uh, I feel like Mr. Burns with Bobo. And I'm like, I'll never leave you behind again. Shout out to Tony that gets that reference. Thank you, G-Money. Congrats on getting your Sega back. JB Sharps said, hey, Blank, I'm not much of a reader. So my wife challenged me to read a book this year. I remember you saying Master of Doom was an awesome read. So I picked it up last week and holy shit, does it deliver? I'm about 50 pages in and I'm hooked. Any other books based on video games you can recommend? Not saying I'll get some anytime soon, but if I ever get challenged to read another book, at least I'll have some candidates. I get asked this a lot about video game books. Uh, Masters of Doom. And if, for the record, I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, four suggestions plus Masters of Doom. If I forgot anything that you've sent me or anything, please don't be offended. I get a lot of stuff. I read a lot. I'm trying to remember everything. Masters of Doom is all about the creation of Doom. It is a great fucking book. Console Wars is probably still the best video game book I've ever read. It's awesome. Uh, Super Mario, How Nintendo Conquered America. I just finished it. A great book. Actually talks some about the creation of Donkey Kong. Uh, service Games, The Rise and Fall of Sega. It's a hard book to find these days, I think. But it was a phenomenal read about the history of Sega all the way from like the master system up through the failure of the Dreamcast and everything. Great book. And I'm going to shout out the walkthrough, which was written by a friend of the show, listener to the show and former guest, Doug Walsh, who uh, wrote about his career writing strategy guides and stuff. It's a really interesting read as well. And actually I have an interview with him in the archives here on remember the game. I recommend checking out. I don't get like a kickback from him for every book he sells or anything. Uh, he just sent me a copy of the book and I really enjoyed it. So I want to shout that out. Those are my picks. All all superb books. Uh, the Love Sauce said, Keeping the bills on. What kind of backwards living in a Saskatchewan cave phrase is this? Do I have to cover everything in maple syrup to understand it? Did you mean to say pay the bills like the rest of the civilized world says? So no one's ever... I get called out on all the other things I mispronounce. I rarely get called out on saying keeping the bills on. Truth be told, there's no legendary origin to that. It's not like a saying we say here in Canada. Uh, I just said it incorrectly one week when I went to go into my 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 plugs, and I just liked the way it sounded. So there, there, I know it's lame, but like there is no cool story to it. I just meant to say uh, I need to keep the lights on, and I accidentally said keep the bills on, and just thought it sounded good. And now that's what I say. I gotta keep keep my bills on. So thank you for your Patreon support and helping me keep the bills on. Love sauce, uh, Nicole. So what character from the Mario games do you think smells the best and worst? Wario probably. Wario has a signature move of farting. I love the man, but I think it's a safe bet that he is the smelliest. I actually think Waluigi. He comes across as a ladies' man. 
I bet you Waluigi smells the best. Or Princess Peach, because I love, God, I love the smell of peaches. And I know you're, some of you are going to take that and do some fucked up perverted shit with it. I just like the smell of peach. Just peaches. Peach is a nice smell. And so I imagine that's what she smells like. Fuck off. But otherwise, Wario and Waluigi, I think, are the worst and best, respectively. Uh, I like that we're answering the hard-hitting questions here on the show. Matt McLean said, Adam, what's your view on crafting in games nowadays? It seems like every game that comes out has some element of crafting. Games have done it right, like The Last of Us. Minimal items to collect and minimal things to craft. But a lot of games have gone just way or have just way too many resources involved. Starfield. Just want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I could not agree with you more, Matt. Crafting has gotten way out of hand. It's driving me crazy. Honestly, like I'm playing Cyberpunk 2077 right now, and the crafting in that, it, I hate it. I, and I know it's optional and I don't have to do it, but I fucking hate it. I, anything more comp, I loved Horizon, but all the constant resource collecting and everything, I, uh, yeah. uh, I agree with you. I think The Last of Us is like as deep as I want, unless I'm playing something like Minecraft or something, unless craft is in your fucking name. Let's just pull it back a little bit. I agree. Every game does it now, and nine out of ten times I fucking hate it. I'm glad it's optional a lot of the time, but I, I'm not a fan. I'm not like worst. Just let me, like, you know, like it's just, just let me collect currency and then buy the items I need. Don't make me collect the resources and make them. Kind of just add the middleman. Don't don't cut out the middleman. Add some middlemen. Go out there and collect the resources for me and make the shit and I'll buy it from you. That's. I'd much prefer that. I, I fucking hate it. Crafting has just gotten out of hand. Drives me crazy. It, it chaps my ass. Speaking of my chapped ass, chaps my ass. Wrote in and said, Hey, Mr. Blank, what co-op games would you recommend to get my wife playing with me? When we first started dating, I busted out Mario Party 2 on the 64 and nearly ended our relationship as we are both very competitive. Also, that bastard Toad loves passing out stars and fucking people around. Do you and Shaylee play anything together? Also, do you think your relationship could handle a game of Mario Party? Thanks for all the great content you pump out every week. Also, what an awesome community of hot dogs we have, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Thanks from Chap My Ass. Chaps my ass, excuse me. Um, I get asked this a lot. And Shay and I don't play too much together. We do play some Mario. I will say if you're playing on a Switch or if you have access to it, Mario 3D World can be a pretty good time uh, with your significant other. So that's a lot of fun. I highly recommend It Takes Two. Uh, it's, it's a game that anybody can play. It's 100% co-op. It's a fucking... It's, it's, a really, it's, it's a really good video game. Uh, if you want to put your relationship to the test, give Overcooked a shot. Over, anyone can learn how to play Overcooked like that, but uh, and you do work together, but that one will cause some fights. That one, Shay and I had to take a break from that one because it was getting a little hairy. Uh, I'm trying to think. We have played some Mario Party together when my nephew's here, and she doesn't care enough for it to get too competitive, so we're okay. I'll go with those. I'll, it Takes Two, absolutely must play. I think Mario 3D World is a really fun co-op game. And then if you want to push the test or push the limits a little bit, give Overcooked a chance. Just know that <laughs> Overcooked could get Overcooked could get ugly. Overcooked could get ugly. So much fun though. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Kareem the Dream said, Hello, Mr. Blank. With Final Fantasy VII Rebirth right around the corner, I'm finally dipping my toes into the Final Fantasy world. I'm currently playing both Final Fantasy VII Original and Remake right now, and I was curious what order you'd recommend first-timers play them in, especially if I'm not super into turn-based RPGs. Is it still worth playing through the original? I have been asked this a lot, and I figured with Rebirth a couple of months away, we should dip our toes back into answering this question 
it's tough because like if you don't like turn-based RPGs, you're probably not going to like the original Final Fantasy VII. But if any of you out there haven't played it and you're interested in remake and rebirth, I, from like the deepest, strongest part of the veins in my fucking heart, recommended that you at least try to play the original Final Fantasy VII before you play Final Fantasy VII Remake. It is not... I don't want to spoil anything, but Final Fantasy VII Remake is not a one-to-one remake of the original Final Fantasy VII. And it will hit exponentially harder if you've played the original. If you want to play the original, uh, you can get it on everything now. Play one of the modern versions where you can cheese it and turn on like no no battles and all that kind of stuff to make it easier. But worst, worst, worst case, look up like a, I'm sure there's got to be about 3,000 YouTube videos summing up the events of the original Final Fantasy VII. I, I really, really don't think you're going to get the full Final Fantasy VII remake experience if you haven't played or at least know the story of the original Final Fantasy VII because it is not a one-for-one one remake in the least. Um, I don't know what else I could really say about it up to this point without spoiling anything, but I just sincerely deeply god I'm begging you play or at least familiarize yourself with the original before you jump into Final Fantasy 7 remake and then obviously rebirth which comes out in like oh fucking 5 weeks about that fuck I can't wait for that game oh my god ah oh, yeah okay we gotta move on thank you so much for all the submissions everybody as always let's switch things up and get into our smash hit segment the official game show of remember the game industries it is play one remake one erase one And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get to that in a minute. And this week, since we're talking Donkey Kong, I went with three Nintendo arcade cabinets. We have Popeye, Mario Bros., and Donkey Kong Jr. And 38% said they would play Mario Brothers, remake Donkey Kong Jr., and erase Popeye. I have to say, before I get into all the responses, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. All of you disrespecting Popeye, I spit on you. You, I mean, listen, I like Popeye the character, whatever, but that game is a good fucking game, and fuck you. Let's see what some of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer is, you punk ass kids mellow yellow 8787 said i'm gonna play mario brothers because it's ridiculously classic and every time i see it at a pizzeria i have to i'm gonna remake donkey kong jr i feel like it's the one game in the series where a ton of thought was not put particularly into the puzzle mechanics and lastly i'd erase popeye this is just a trumped up pac-man clone with platforming oh yeah well you're just a trumped up double secret probation with fuck you that fuck why what the fucking Popeye is not Pac-Man. Popeye is a good game. I like that game a lot. Ah, choking on my own rage. Some of you show no fucking love to Popeye whatsoever, and it fucking sickens me. It sickens me. Ah, god damn it. 
Some of you, somebody, uh, oh, here it is. Okay, wait, I'll get to this fucking comment in a minute. This one makes me even madder. I'll get there in a second. Foz, I snuck in between that comment and the one that makes me even madder to calm me down. Foz said, play Popeye because I know nothing about it. Remake Mario Brothers because it slaps and I haven't touched it in a while. Erase Donkey Kong Jr. because honestly, I just never had any fun playing it. That's fair. Donkey Kong Jr. is not that great. I that's I can get behind your logic. Not like Tricky Mick, etc. Frog B. What a stupid fucking name. And Tricky Mick says, we got to play Mario Bros. Because there's already 100 versions of it that are pretty great. And you can remake it immediately in Super Mario Maker. Remake Donkey Kong Jr. Because new graphics and additional features would bring it back to life. And unfortunately, Spinach isn't going to save Popeye. Because I'm going to erase not only his game. But I'm Thanos snapping the entire franchise. Because eating Spinach to become a superhero is the dumbest power in the history of cartoons and comics. And. Superman on line one. Superman is the stupidest superhero in all of comics because he has every fucking power and his costume is taking his glasses off. Fuck Superman. Fuck you, Tricky Mick, etc. Frog B. Honorable fuck you to Mellow Yellow 8787. And a big fat slab of fucking double secret probation to all of you erasing Popeye because you need to grow the fuck up. Wah. Yankee Doodle Randy said, play Mario Brothers simply because I cannot risk fucking with the Mario timelines. Good point. Remake Popeye into something that looks a little less ancient. It might be a hot take, but I like this game as much as the OG Donkey Kong. Me too. Finally, erase Donkey Kong Jr. It's a decent game, but rules and stuff. Yes, rules and see. Yankee Doodle Randy, you and I, we'll get a beer sometime. I, I'm, on, I'm on your side. I like you. And Smith said, play Donkey Kong Jr. This is the only time that Mario plays the villain? Is it? It might be. Hmm. I'm sure someone's going to write in now, but hmm, fascinating take. Uh, Smith says, remake Popeye because I love me some spinach, but you got to cut the tobacco use for today's kids. Ah, gah, 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 gah. And erase Mario Brothers. Having recently experienced a variety of home plumbing problems, this game just makes me anxious. I Listen, if I ever saw a large crab, lobster, monster, or giant fly come out of my toilet, I'd erase this game too. I get it. Uh, I'm actually going with a vast major minority. Minority. Just 12% of you voted the way I did this week, as did Cheese Zombie Gaming, who said, I play Mario Brothers because nothing needs to be changed and you can't fuck with a legend. I'll remake Popeye because a cool facelift will make it that much better, and I hate to do it, but I'm going to erase Donkey Kong. I've never been a fan. I hope you mean a Donkey Kong Jr., not the whole series. I, oh, anyways, uh, I agree. I'm going to play Mario Brothers because it's awesome. I love that original... Not we're not talking Super Mario Brothers. This is the original creatures jumping out of the pipes, punch them from underneath. I I fucking love that game, uh, and I think I've only played it. On, I don't know if I've ever played it on an arcade cabinet. So I'm gonna play it so I can play it on an arcade cabinet. I'm gonna remake Popeye because it's a good fucking game. It's an awesome game, and people need to show them some goddamn respect. And I have nothing else to say, but you need to show them some goddamn respect. And I'm gonna race Donkey Kong Jr. because I love Donkey Kong. Y'all know that. But as long as I've got the original Donkey Kong arcade game, I really don't need. I have no attachment to Donkey Kong Jr. I just, I can't. I, I just, not for me. The character's fine. It's just that game, not for me. So, anyway. Thank you, everybody, that wrote in and played along with me, as always. Uh, let me tell you what I've been playing, and then we'll get into the Donkey Kong talk. Uh, I A lot. I've been away on the holidays, and while I was on my vacation, I brought my Steam Deck, and I was playing Cyberpunk 2077, which I'm still liking. I, I find it a little bit overwhelming sometimes. There's so much shit on the map and stuff. I don't really know where I want to go. But it's fun to play. And uh, I started playing Have a Nice Death, a roguelike. And it uh, it is it is viciously difficult. Viciously difficult. But I'm really enjoying it. So those have been my two get away from uh, time 
or uh, get away from town games. And now that I'm home again, I'm still playing Donkey Kong Country 3, replaying it for the first time since I was a kid, getting ready for an episode of the show. And I least recently started uh, Lufia 2, I think that's how I'm saying it, and Golden Sun for upcoming episodes of the show. I don't even have thoughts yet. I'm pretty new. They seem okay, but I'm pretty new into both of them. So there you go. Okay, here's what's going to happen. I need to drink water. It's fucking hot in here. I'm going to pause this. We're going to let a sponsor come in, help me keep the bills on. And then when we get back, we'll talk some Donkey Kong. Okay, so we'll be right back after this. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. All right, let's get into the old Donkey Kong. As always... I like to let you nerds sound off on the game we're covering before my guests and I hog the microphone. We had a bunch of comments this week, as we always do. So let's see what some of you had to say. That guy is your mom. Said, I remember when I first experienced this game. I Oh, I was moving my mouse here. I was six. They didn't say that. That was on me. I remember when I first experienced this game. I was six playing Donkey Kong 64, and I ran into this strange box on K. Rule's ship. I started playing this old game, and the hours just flew by. It almost made me forget that I was playing it within another game. Now I'll just get a hankering for Donkey Kong and play it through. Say what you want about Donkey Kong 64, which I love, but it introduced me to this gem. Oh, I will someday. I Someday I will fucking say what I want about Donkey Kong 64. And it might be the death of this show. But it did introduce somebody to the original Donkey Kong, so you just bought it you just bought it a couple of points when I review it someday. Fucking that fucking game. Kaguda said the music and sounds of this game were so amazing that to this day I can pick them out instantly. I, you know what? I think Chris and I bring that up. Uh the sound effects on that first level, uh or the fucking springs that work up work up work up woo I could hear that from like a mile away and just be like like a dog perping up like I heard that that's Donkey Kong I, I agreed uh, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Mario Galaxy 
said there are people <laughs> so okay before i read your comment i always tell guys i always i always say if a comment genuinely makes me laugh you're probably going to get on the show because i only read a you know half a dozen comments in each section uh i read maybe 20 a week on a, on one of my other shows and i get you know 80 90 100 sometimes uh if a comment genuinely makes me laugh you're probably getting on the show this made me laugh adam blank still hasn't reviewed mario galaxy he said there are people who say mortal Kombat on sega genesis is the best video game ever but i disagree it's a very good game but i think donkey kong is the best game ever <laughs> who the fuck says mortal Kombat on the sega genesis is the best game ever i don't know if you're serious or not but well done well done uh you got it you got circle gets to the square you got on my show uh, Philly D said the original Donkey Kong is before my time, so I don't personally have much to say about it other than it's definitely a fun game to play. But this is my dad's all-time favorite, and I love seeing how excited he gets when he stumbles upon a Donkey Kong cabinet somewhere. This man will drop any and all priorities just to get a couple games of Donkey Kong in if the opportunity presents itself. Mwah. That was me kissing your dad on the cheek. Your dad's got some taste, Philly D. And Flinny, Flinny, voice crack, Flinny, and Flinny123 said something something Billy Mitchell something something. I've actually never played the original Donkey Kong, but man, did I learn a lot through the King of Kong controversy. Curious to see your thoughts on the game and get another perspective from someone who I respect in the gaming world. Well, Billy Mitchell can suck my ass, and that guy doesn't deserve any of his records back, and fuck him, and if you don't know who I'm talking about... Watch King of Kong. I think we talked about it a little bit on this episode, but watch King of Kong. Fuck Billy Mitchell. But when you said you want to hear it from a perspective of someone you respect in the gaming world, I assume you mean my guest, Chris. And it's time to hear from him. I'm going to... You know what? I'm not going to queue up some music yet because there's not a ton of music. I'm just going to say when the music stops, Chris and I are going to talk about the original arcade Donkey Kong that released in North America in arcades on July 31st, 1981. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Here's a little bit of music. Let's go. All right, so joining me via the blank phone this week to talk about a very old game is a very old friend. And not only in the terms of how long I've known him, but his age. And uh, I can take that shot at you because we're the same age. It's my buddy Chris. For, uh, how, how, how are you, old man Chris? How's life? Oh, I'm good. This is the old boys club today. We're going to oh. talk about something before we we're both born. So I, I'm not going to sit here and commit to it because if I do... I will get hit with comments being like, well, actually, this might be the oldest game we've ever talked about on Remember the Game, with the possible exception of Oregon Trail. I don't know how old that game is. Yeah, that was the only one I could think of, so yeah, pretty close. 1981. Buddy, this is older than me and you. Holy fuck. <laughs> I just, I never put that together till right now. My God. Twinkles um, in our papa's eyes. Holy jumping. We're talking Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong. And it's funny because when this episode goes live, uh, it's been a few weeks since the expansion pass where we were ranking arcade cabinets, but you and I are recording this actually the day after that expansion pass went live and uh, spoilers. I'm not going to tell you where, but Donkey Kong slid comfortably into my top five arcade cabinets. Chris, is this where, where are you on all time arcade cabinets? Is this number one for you? Oh, this is number one by far, man. I love this cabinet. I love this game. Now, yeah, that's what They're I was... They're both beautiful. Agree, 100% agreed. But that's what I was going to ask you. Like, I, um... Like, the cabinet... The cabinet's gorgeous. I I could I could honestly do an entire podcast just talking about cabinet artwork. Like, I love the way this cabinet looks. But more so than the cabinet, I just... 
I'm looking at that main screen, the first level right now with like the pink construction girders where he's climbing up the ladders and like I, that might not be the most iconic screen in video games, but it's got to be fuck top 5. Like everybody knows that screen. Well, they must have laced that motherboard with cocaine because it is so bright and vibrant. Yeah, right? And, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be, like, an arcade expert. Like, I know every arcade game that came out in 1981. But when I think of, like, classic arcade games, I'm I'm hard-pressed to think of one that just... I don't... I assume that maybe that's why they went with the pink and the blue. Maybe those were, like, the two brightest colors they had in the... I don't know what the fuck program they, because Microsoft Paint didn't exist in 1981. I have no idea what program they used to do this. But you're right. It's incredible to me that, like, dude, this game is 81, so what, 91, 2001, 2011, 2021. Jesus Christ. This game is almost 45 years old. And you look at it, and it's like that, it's as bright and colorful as some of the games today. Like, I, yeah, like I, it just pops. Yeah, I could be convinced. If I didn't know better, you could convince me that this was like a, a $5 indie game. That released today, and I would believe it just based on the the colors and how bright they are, and everything, and like even the barrels, like the way the barrels look when they're spitting and stuff, like they actually look like there's a little bit of depth to them and every. I, I know our younger listeners are gonna think we just sound like a couple of old idiots talking about how incredible this game was, but this is fucking impressive, for a forty five well, year old game almost. This this mesmerized single digit me like when I first saw the cabinet anywhere. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the thing about it is, like, and, and obviously we're going to get into the gameplay and stuff, but, like, it's three levels. It's just the same three levels over and over and over again. Or am I am I wrong? No, three levels. I think there's four. No, you're right. The the, the Console um, had three, I think. Yes, the console. I'm primarily familiar with the console version. And then that's why I caught myself, because I'm like, no, the arcade, there was four. I will say, in, I, I have not played this in an arcade in... My God, I can't even remember how long. But I, I would play it as a kid, and I could never beat the first level, like getting by the barrels. Uh, <laughs> mock me if you will, because I wasn't good. I understand. But did you play this a lot? Like, did, were you, did you have access to this thing growing up or anything? Uh, I remember seeing it in the arcades whenever I did. I played it there. And I want to say, like, my uncle used to have a bar that he had. And I swear he had a sit-down cab of this sort of Pac-Man. I can't remember which one, but... Okay, so but I played it any chance I ever saw it in an arcade. Right, so you, so you've had an, you've had access to like an arcade, like, because I, I will say, like, I mean, you and I have been to a few arcades over the years together, like the adult arcades, whatever the fuck you want to call them these days, and uh, you don't see this game very often. Well, if I see it in a arcade, I might try to get a dolly and roll it out because oh, I want it. <laughs> my God, I, dude. Have I know you and I have had this discussion off air, but let's let's air our private conversations publicly. What in the holy fuck is stopping Nintendo and Arcade One Up from a deal? It's got to be Nintendo's asking price, doesn't it? I would think so. Maybe there's just a quality thing there too. They don't think Arcade One Up can match, but I just I cannot I cannot think of like. Because like, but, but even then, like, even if Nintendo is like, well, no, we we don't think that you can do this. Because I listen, everybody listening to the show knows how Nintendo is when it comes to protecting their their IPs and everything. Everybody fucking knows that, right? But like, if you're not gonna re-release this, then how are you not giving it to somebody else? Like, they could charge a thousand dollars 
Some of you will mock me for that. I understand. But they could charge $1,000 for a Donkey Kong arcade cabinet. Arcade what I don't, I, could. Think they'd have to, I don't even think they'd have to pack any games in with it either. Agreed. I mean, like, they probably, I would assume they would put, like, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong 3 in there. But they could just sell the original. And people like me and you would fucking line up to buy this. I, I'll, I'll just call my shot right now. Is there an arcade game out there that doesn't have an arcade one-up cabinet that needs one more than Donkey Kong? Like, nothing that mainstream, anyways. No. Like, I'm sure there's always. I just don't. It's so weird, and it, and you know what I find so odd? Like, we're gonna get into the game and everything. I promise. Like, listen, I'm just gonna put my cards on the table. When we actually get to talking about Donkey Kong. There's not a lot of meat on the bone here. It's a great game, but it's not like we're going to get to the deep story and the fucking power-ups and the best dialogue options and shit. There's not a lot to talk about in this fucking <laughs> Although that actually would be pretty sick if there was you get to the top and like cut a deal with Donkey Kong or something like that. But um now I lost my train. Of... Oh yeah. For a for a company that likes to resell their old games to us as much as Nintendo does. It just really boggles my mind that they've never tried to resell us this. I don't. Yeah, think like because there's a good collection of arcade games from this era too. Like between this Popeye, DK Junior, mm-hmm. Mario Brothers. Yeah, there's yeah. a few good ones in there. I just don't like. For those of you that don't know, like I, 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 I know when I advertise the show, I say it's not a history lesson and yada yada yada. But like, I can't help myself, especially because I just read a great book by Jeff Ryan about how Super Mario conquered north america nintendo conquered north america with with super mario but like when most people think of the the origins of nintendo i think they think of super mario brothers and the nes but donkey kong was their first major like this is this is patient zero like this is i think of the master system but that's neither here nor there you fucking (laughs) this is why you lost the sega genesis draft (laughs) <laughs> that makes no sense. I lost it too. I guess that makes no sense at all. I just had to throw it in there. We, we both we both handedly got our asses handed to us in the Sega Genesis draft. But but seriously though, like this is this is one of the most important games in Ninte- in video game history because of it being so important to Nintendo history. And they just yeah. don't they don't even like acknowledge it. Like, like it's their two it's their one A one B characters, right? Kong and Mario both. So. Yeah, yeah. I I just, I, I just I don't know. I, I like listen, I'm not sitting here saying that like I want Nintendo to fucking uh gouge us. Like I'm not saying I want that. I'm just saying that I I find it odd that they're <laughs> that they're not. <laughs> but anyways, uh so let okay, so we both agreed that this game is fantastic. We've both agreed it's one of the greatest arcade games of all time. We both agreed at how beautiful it looks. Uh I mean, we might as well just start talking about about the levels and just work our way through the because that's really all there is to talk about in it is is the levels itself. Uh, we have to start with level one. I I just I I actually think that the the final level where you have to re- remove the little things and make the beams fall is my favorite. But level one is Donkey Kong, like that level where he's climbing those girders and jumping over barrels. It's so simple, but it's so brilliant at the same time. Well, it's action packed. There's strategy. There's you gotta think quick, move quick. Yeah, and it's everything. Yeah, when you play it, I don't even feel like I need to describe it. Most games, I'm like, oh, Jace, you've never played it, but I just, I would genuinely be shocked if there's a single person listening to this that doesn't at least know the first level of Donkey Kong. I, I will ask you this: When you play this game, are you 
Because my mind changes. Are you going for the high score, or are you trying to see how many levels you can beat? Uh, usually just to see how many levels I can beat, and then the high score will come with it. I guess is my thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I uh, that's traditionally what I I I usually go for. Uh, just trying to beat as many levels as I like when I play Pac Man and stuff. I occasionally I'll go because if you're going for the high score. Does it not make sense to grab those mallets and just hang around and take out barrels? Yeah, because I know you get some score for the timer that go ticks down, but then I know as you jump barrels, hit barrels, hit the, I think the flame that comes out of the well can. Oh yeah, that fucking flame, dude! I will say, <laughs> as a kid, because I used to play this on the NES more often than the arcade. As a kid, I hate it. Nobody ever thinks of that flame that comes out of the oil can at the bottom. That flame has fucked me many a time. Because if you stand around with your thumb up your ass for too long waiting for the right opportunity to go, that flame sneaks up on you and it just takes a big bite out of your ass. I hate oh, that. Oh, yeah. You're just, just on the third beam. It's like, oh, this isn't so bad. And oh, there he is. And yeah, yeah. Glore coming in. Well, and it's like because, again, like I understand it's, 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 I say this a lot, but it's beautiful in its simplicity. And I understand that. But like when you're climbing up, those barrels are coming down. I don't know about you. Maybe I'm just not very good. But sometimes I seem to run into situations where I just can't get past. Like I get a combination of barrels that are just back to back or they're like, sometimes I just find that I get stuck and I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting and the opportunity to go again, maybe I'm just not very good, but it just never seems to present itself. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, the flame's coming. I'll just hop up this ladder. No, the barrel's coming down the ladder. I'm coming up. I got to go ahead. And there's the third barrel coming. Yeah. Your and bad luck's stuck. <laughs> and I'll tell you, kids today can talk about how scary games like Silent Hill and Outlast and those types of games are. You don't know fear, my friends, until you've climbed up a ladder and you see a barrel coming and you know you can't get to the top in time to jump over the barrel. So you're just sitting on that barrel praying to fuck or sitting on that ladder praying to fuck that that barrel rolls right past and doesn't come down. This is your Silent Hill, Dark Souls, everything else game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's just, <laughs> and when you're, and it's just such a crushing feeling. Like, cause we've all been there, right? Like you, you climb up a ladder, and like I don't know about you, I never use the broken ladders, or very rarely, cause I like uh, I like they're only really good for dodging, I guess, groups of barrels. But as a last resort, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't let myself get stuck on them. But then when I try to climb up a ladder. And the fucking barrel's going along over top of me, and it's and I'm waiting for it. And I'm like, please, and I if I'm wrong and you know better, please correct me. But I don't think there's any tell to let you know if the oh, barrel's no. gonna come down the ladder. It's just crapshoot. I'll let three or four go by. I'm like, okay, I think I'm okay. And as soon as they go up, bam, done. Of course, that's the one, and it's so <laughs> it is so infuriating. And then you're like, God damn you, Donkey Kong, and then you go and try again. I uh I I just I don't know man I and when you nail those jumps over the barrels I don't know what it is about it because like I mean you and I have probably both played countless platformers we both made some of the craziest jumps in gaming there's something so it's cuz I think it's just cuz it's so slow like the game moves so slow I find it so satisfying to nail a perfectly timed jump over like especially if you can jump like multiple barrels in one jump Oh, oh yeah you got couple bunched up and you get over just a couple hops in a row but yeah oh yeah and you're just flowing like if i again if by some chance anyone listening to this has never played it, it it you can't just turn on a dime it's not like playing like super mario wonder today where you're running and jumping over as much as you can and shit like that like in this game that jump takes a good half a second and you're in the air and you're on your way it's it's almost kind of semi-realistic 
like you're in the air and you're coming down and you're like, well, I sure hope that I, uh, I sure hope I stick this cause you've got no other choice. Um, and then when you get yourself trapped where you're jumping over them and more are coming and you know, you're not going to have time to jump again. Uh, I, I've raged at this game so many times, even though I love it. Cause I've just been fucked by the rotation of those stupid barrels. <laughs> Fuck me. And then you go get the hammer and it's fun taking them out with the hammer. But after a minute, you're like, well, now I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. You're like, I'm just kind of stuck here until this. And then once this, cause you can't climb the ladders when you have the hammer. No. And it can still take you out if they hit you from behind, so you can't chase one too long. Yeah, yeah, which I guess makes sense. It's frustrating, but I guess it still makes sense. Like, the game is designed to punish you. Like, the longer you stand around, the, the more fucked you are. So I'm actually watching a video of somebody playing the arcade cabinet while you and I are talking. And I think you're right. Like I, cause I've never just tried to go for a high score before. I think like this guy is moving. I, I think the timer at the top of the level probably means more than grabbing the hammer and taking out barrels. Yeah, I must say. Cause otherwise it'd be too easy to just stand around and have a hammer and just, and just feast on barrels. Like it would just be too simple. So, um, so that's like, can you think of any, oh, the only other thing that I forgot to mention from level one is the occasional barrel he throws that just goes right through all the girders. Oh yeah, it goes sideways, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like they're, ju they're just yeah. on steroids and you're like, fuck off. <laughs> that's cheating. That's fucking horseshit. Fuck you. And if he can do that, why doesn't he just throw them directly at you every time? <laughs> Stupid monkey. Um, <laughs> can you think of anything else from level one that we haven't touched on? I think that's. No, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you get that's, to the top, yeah. you end the level, and he I think grabs that's the whole Pauline level. and rolls out. Yeah, and then, yeah. So again, and like, yeah, we might as well get into that now. Like, this was one of the. It seems so stupid to say this in 2024, but like, this was one of the first games that had a little bit of a story to it. Like it, it wasn't like 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 cutscenes, if you were, or like animations. Like it wasn't just Space Invaders where you're just shooting ships. And obviously the storyline is these aliens are invading earth. Like this, this monkey, this ape donkey Kong has kidnapped, uh, Pauline and you climb to the top. And then right as you get to the top, he grabs her like King Kong, right? Uh, he, I actually never saw King Kong. Is there really a King Kong where he grabs a girl and climbs to the top of the building? Uh, I never saw the old one either. I think it's something similar. There, but... They're ha like I know there are listeners yelling at the fucking radios right now, but like I haven't seen any. There for the amount of times that's been parodied in pop culture, that has to have happened. We're old men; we can't remember. Yeah, I don't fuck. Call me old fashioned, but no. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's so like, and that's what happens here. Is like Mario's going to rescue. Uh, I can't remember if his name is Mario in this game or if he's just Jumpman. I think he's just Jumpman. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's Mario yet, but. You're climbing up the tower to get the girl, and then every time you get to the top, Donkey Kong grabs her and runs off in a in a cowardly fit of rage. And then you chase him up to the next level and the next level and the next level in it. And then finally you defeat him and then it and then it starts over. But it's 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 like the little cutscenes in Pac-Man. Like it's just it was these were like some of the earliest versions of like a, a semblance of storytelling in a game. And uh I don't know, man. It's very groundbreaking. Like not to sit here and suck Shigeru Miyamoto's dick for too long, but it's such a, this is, this really is ground, like patient zero for so many of the games that we play even today. It's wild. Oh, this, whatever that guy had to work with, he sure took it to the um, max. Like, Is there, again, I am biased and, I, and you are as well. Like we, but, but like, is there anyone out there that doesn't think that that man is like 
one of, if not the most important developer in gaming history? Like, it has to be. Well, the very worst you can hate him is you'd always want him on your team. Like, oh yeah, without question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's and like and truth be told, dude, like that's the other thing. This could have been the <clears> whole game. It's just the girder level over and over. When you play Pac-Man, I love Pac-Man, but when you play Pac-Man, it's just that one board over and over and over again. Like they could have done that. But then yeah. once Donkey Kong runs up the ladder, then you get to go to the additional boards. Uh and that second one with the conveyor belts. I I have only played that once or twice in my life. Um have you like I I have to say honestly like cuz I primarily played the console version. I don't know why that one got cut out of the console version. I'm watching it right now and it's dope, but I have no experience with this. Like have you played this one very much? That's the one that goes left to right, right? Not the up and down. Yeah. Elevator one. Yeah. 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 There's no, like I, well in arcade I always remembered playing it, so yeah. I... So it's yeah, like it kind of looks like the fourth or the the I guess yeah, the fourth level where you have to climb to the top and remove the the rivets and drop the girders. But there's like belts rolling along with like I don't know what the trays are, if they're gold or what they are, but there's like trays of something rotating back and forth, plus the fireballs are still running around. And you just have to climb yeah, they... up to the top. They change direction on you too, which is kind of crazy. Cause... Yeah, and the, and the ladders um, um, compress. Retract, I think, don't they do? Re retract. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Fuck, I'm dumb. That's the word. The retract. And they, they I was gonna say shrink, and I'm like, that's not the fucking word. Uh, the ladders like retract on you and then expand again. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I I played it so much as a kid and only played the three levels. This this almost feels like DLC to me. Like, I, I have very little memory of playing it, but that's a really inventive... Like, conveyor belts are so normal in, in games today. But this was... That's fucking revolutionary shit 40-some years ago. <laughs> just doing that they changed direction blows my mind back then. Like, it wasn't yeah. just left or right. Yeah. And, like, and the thing about it is, is, again, like, they didn't have to do that. It could have just been, like, the 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 trays of... I, what are those? Trays of gold? I don't fucking know what they are. I don't know. I can't remember. Did they kill you if you touch him too? Uh, this guy's, I I would assume as much. This guy's pretty good. He's not touching anything. Yeah. But uh, I'm sorry to people that are getting upset. I, I would bet most listeners probably primarily played the console version as well. At least most of our not 50 and up listeners <laughs> um, as it is. But that's a cool level. I like that. Um, I, I have literally nothing to add because I don't have a lot of experience with that level. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's yeah. it in a nutshell. Same thing, get to the top. And, and it's also, I, I got to say too, looking at it, like because the, the first level and then the level with the uh, with the springs are the blue and pink and the hot, you know, they're glow and they're so bright. And then the last level, all the, all the beams are like that bright blue color and they look sharp. That conveyor belt level is like everything's tan and it's just kind of not as good looking. Like it's, it's not nice. as vibrant, that's for sure. Th that's the word. Yeah, it's not like it's ugly, but it doesn't pop like the other levels do. I wonder why they cut that from the NES port. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, could the I NES really not ever, handle? No reason, but maybe it just didn't have enough card space. But I'm just who knows. Yeah, that's. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. They omitted uh, the cement factory. Oh, it's cement. That's what it is. They omitted the cement factory stage and most of the cutscenes because early ROM cartridges didn't have enough memory. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. Hmm. Man, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Like, I, I that boggles my mind that like you could you could probably run the original Donkey Kong on like a fucking potato now. 
<laughs> and these cartridges that we would pay, well, our parents would pay like big money for, just couldn't run a game like Donkey Kong. Like it's just not to go on a separate tangent, but do you ever think about where technology will be like forty years from now? No kidding, hey. Like even just seeing a game like that just now on sixty four kilobytes of memory. Yeah, yeah. Which is not even a fraction of a like I anything anymore. I, yeah, like I look, dude, you look at your switch and and the the switch is is without question the the least powerful of the the current consoles on the market. And you look at like all the NES and SNES and 64, like all those games that can get on it and everything. And it, and it's just, and it's like, these used to be one cartridge and they couldn't fit everything. And it just makes me wonder like 40 years from now, are we going to have some kind of portable device that's full of every like PS five and Xbox series X and like PC game. Then they're going to be so tiny, even though they like, we did, we bitch about like, Oh my God, a hundred gigabyte download, you know, for a, a game today. And it's like in 40 years, is that going to be like, you gonna be able to run that on a potato? Like I, our, I don't know. I, in our, sorry. In not, our holodeck rooms, you'll be throwing barrels at me. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Exactly. I just, I don't know, man, that that's like a different topic for another day, but I, that's one of my favorite things about going back to these really old games is how incredibly high tech and advanced they were then and how completely insanely tiny they like I'm whole, I, you and I are literally discussing this over smartphones and like, <laughs> uh, like how many, how many copies of Donkey Kong would fit on a smartphone? Like trillions. It's fucking wild. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I'm, I'm in over my head. I just, I don't know that, that kind of shit fascinates me. Uh, very much. Um, okay, listen, we still have two levels to get to, and I want to talk about some strategies and stuff. Let's go. Let's let a sponsor in here uh, to help keep the bills on, and when we come back, we'll get into the uh, the last two levels of Donkey Kong, the second half of Don the of the the magical adventure that is Donkey Kong. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Yeah, like my wife's seen Donkey Kong. I just don't think I look that much like an ape, do I? <laughs> that's gonna that's our that's our way to come back from the break. That was glorious. <laughs> I like that. Uh you know, I see a little Donkey Kong in you. His his yeah, arms yeah, his arms aren't as big as yours. 
but I see a little Donkey Kong in you. Um, <laughs> the rage, the rage. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. The, he the beats crazy. his chest and yeah, the... frowns. <laughs> um, so then the next level is, is I, I have to say, like, as a kid, this level fucked me up. The one with the two elevators and the springs that are his weapons that are like, I can still hear that in my head, the fucking bouncing of it. Um, this, it's funny because you look at the first level and it's pretty obvious. Climb up the, climb up the beams, get to the monkey. And you look at the last level and it quickly comes across that like, there's not a lot going on, run around and hit those yellow things and, and remove them. This level is kind of a mess. Like this one, what the fuck is going on at this construction company? Oh, this one still hands me my ass for right? a few different reasons. Those springs are going off like crazy. And then my my only criticism of this whole game is that for as much as Mario jumps in the future in this game, you cannot jump anywhere. You're dead. No, I... <laughs> you fall, you're dead. <laughs> I, I will say that I, I actually think uh, in the original Donkey Kong, at least Mario jumps somewhat in a physics sense, somewhat to how I would expect a man of his proportions to jump uh it looks like a man trying to jump over a puddle on the sidewalk like he gets no air and god i i do to this moment chris i cannot tell you how far you can fall until you die i just know <laughs> that it's not very far well it's, it's like an offside in soccer I, i'll never get it yeah oh, fuck don't even fucking get me started fucking soccer uh now you're gonna get all the fucking soccer fans in here and they're going to be mad that we called it soccer. And they're going to be like, you don't, oh, you don't know what an offside is. And be like, no, I don't. Score a goal. Leave me alone. Fuck. Anyway. Um, like this one, you start off in the bottom left corner and there's those elevators with the broken parts of the girders that you have to like, you can either climb up ladders and then jump onto them and jump off, or you can just jump on one and ride it up. But like, dude, you're not kidding. Those jumps are, are surprisingly precise. There's yeah, not they're a, not forgiving at all. Oh my god, not in the fucking least. And like, and when you when you ride up that first elevator, then you jump over to the the two construction girders with the two ladders in between, and that stupid fireball is in there. And the number of times that I rode that elevator up and got crushed because I was waiting for the fucking <laughs> and that's just me being a dumb kid. But the number of times I rode it all the way to the top and got crushed because the stupid fireball wouldn't move. So then I'm like, I'm trying to choose between jumping off of this and burning to death. Or staying on it and getting crushed, and I'm like, this is this is kind of a morbid fucking game. That or you fall an inch and die from gravity. Oh god, he literally like I feel like if you fall the height of Mario, that's too far. <laughs> and knowing what the man becomes, I'm like, for the love of fuck, get like, come on, buddy. Like maybe you like maybe you twisted your ankle, maybe. It, it, it's almost like he jumps off those elevators and if he falls too far, when he hits the ground, he does the spin around, spin around, and then the halo shows up. It kind of reminds me of like Family Guy where Peter hits his shin and like and just like, <laughs> and that's Mario just laying down there on the bottom of this fucking thing. That, that first jump where you need to jump off the elevator going up and then that second jump where you get on the elevator going down and your only choice is to just stand on it and wait till it's practically right at the bottom. Cause if you jump even like a frame too high, fuck you, you die. It's over. And it's not about <laughs> missing the jump onto the platform. It's about falling too far. It's ridiculous. Fucking drives me crazy. I hate it. Donkey Kong's just at the top. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just in there. Like <laughs> just stops, like just tells the springs to wait. 
He's like, <laughs> looks into the back storeroom and he's like, we're going to run out of springs. This fucking guy, my God. This problem will solve itself. Yeah, yeah. And then when you get off those two elevators, then you have to climb up the, I don't know, the the slopes of broken beams. And I, I this was, I don't know about you, this was always the level that gave me the most trouble as a kid. Um, Because those jumps aren't easy and you need to dodge those fucking springs that are coming down. And they're fast. They're fast fucking fast and they get faster as you go it's wild and so like, and like not much clearance over mario you can't jump over them you just it's precise timing yeah all you're trying to do is is dodge them and like and the thing about it is like is fortunately you only have to dodge them twice unless you want to go after that uh that purse for the extra points which i don't know you i usually try to play to go for the higher level as well i never went for that purse up in the top right corner i'm like that is a trap there's a fireball hanging around there. The fucking springs are going to get me. I'm not going for that stupid purse. Like, <laughs> like hard I, enough getting out of levels without showboating or trying to get points. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm like, if she's going to, I'm saving you from this fucking giant ape. If you're going to get mad, we'll get you a new one. Yeah. If, if I forgot your purse, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll find you a new purse. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> and then once you get past all these jumps and you dodge these springs that are flying down at you, then you get to what I consider to be the single hardest part of the game, and maybe good players have it figured out. I never got it. That, like, two-second run at the top to get to the ladder to go up to Paulina. And the, and then, yeah. like, where the springs are bouncing over you. You have, like, no room for air running over to that ladder. Yeah, it's just a balls-to-the-wall run. I mean, can you have a microsecond to stop and let it go over you, and then you got to hustle, or you're, yeah. you're never going to make it. Like, did you like, did you struggle with that as much as I did? Well, it took me a long time to put it all together to get past that level. Yeah. Like, you're when you're trying to run under that, because you get to the top of the ladder, and then you're at the top of the level, and the springs go... If you don't move, those springs just bounce right over you. And you can just stand there, and you're like, ah, this isn't so bad. But then you know eventually you need to make that run for that ladder, and it's it's it syncs up perfectly where you run, you go up the ladder, and you're there. But as a stupid kid, man, for the life of me, like that gave me fucking uh, to this day I get anxiety around springs because I know I need to run under that one to get to that ladder. I I always found that incredibly difficult. And that's when the timer started working against you too a little bit because you're running out of time too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you finally get under the spring, you climb up the, oh, and then those fucking springs, cause they're flying out there behind Donkey Kong. You know where they get you is while you're climbing that ladder, yeah. but there's no way to move. You just have to get to the top before it hits you. Ah, uh, and then you get to the top and you're like, ah, oh, thank God. And then he just grabs her and climbs up the ladder to the next fucking part. You got to climb up there again. <laughs> Damn it. It's, it's, it's the earliest version of, I'm sorry, but our princess is in another castle. It's the earliest version of that. <laughs> so then you get to the top and then we get to the final level which is i don't know is uh, this is my favorite i think i like this level a lot it was the most fun like it's i always thought it was fun to try to move around get all the remove all the rivets or whatever they are to get the girders to fall and yeah so like it was the most like suspenseful and action-packed one and you know what i like about this one is that like there's still a lot of luck involved because those stupid fireballs are 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 like sometimes like you'll have the easiest run where they just stay out of your way and you're like, all right, I'll just walk around and take them all out and that's it. But then sometimes they're like right on your ass and like, are they just like, they seem to like uh, come together around the last rivet you need to get to. And you're like, fuck, I can't like, please move. And then every time you go to get that last one, they all c commune around it again. 
and you keep getting locked out. I just, I like the freedom that this one gives you because the other levels, there's no freedom. It's just trying to reach the top. And in this one, yeah. like it, you can start at the top, you can start at the bottom. You just need to get those eight rivets without touching a fireball or falling through the hole that you create when you remove those <laughs> rivets, which I have done an embarrassingly amount high a number of times, quite frankly. Well, for me, it was always just walking over the rivet to the short part of the remaining girder, and then the fireballs are right there, and you know they're going to get you. Ah, there's and nowhere then, to go. Yeah, so. and then you need to you need to stick that jump back over the hole you just made, and for some reason. That jump is the hardest jump in the history of gaming. And I think it's just the panic sets in. You're like trapped at the edge of this. Like I, if they were to remake this game today, Mario is literally trapped on the end of a construction site that's on fire and everything's collapsing all around him. And his only choice is to make this heroic jump over this hole. And when you miss it, you just fall all the way to the bottom. And it's like, ah, ha, ha, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck. God damn it. Um, or have you ever, like, you can touch Donkey Kong at the top and he'll fucking kill you too. Yeah. Stupid bastard. Also, I remember being a kid. I think the first ever time I got to him, I just ran right into him. Like, well, I died. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, cause we were dumb kids, but, but then you realize that like, I, I just, I like the, the free flow of this level. It's, you have a lot more freedom. They, they don't care what order you take the eight out in. Nothing falls till they're all gone. Run around, take your time. You just got to take out those eight rivets. So you do that. And then everything collapses. Donkey Kong falls to his death. Mario somehow avoids falling, as does Pauline. And uh, they're reunited and they fall madly in love. And then it all, uh, it's like Groundhog's Day. It all starts over again. And that's pretty well the whole game. <laughs> that's it. There's no boss fights. There's no extra stages. That's just it. But I think, I don't know about you, buddy, like, most of my favorite arcade games, that's what it is. Short level and then do it again and do it again and do it again. I, those are my favorite arcade games. Yeah, chasing scores nowadays is, is fun. So. Yeah, like beat-em-ups are neat, but there's just like... But, I'll, but I will say, I, and I'm curious to know if you disagree, because I know we're both big fans of the Simpsons arcade game. But like these, in my opinion, like the, the replayability of a game like this or a Pac-Man compared to a Ninja Turtles or a Simpsons is, is night and day. Yeah, like that's the only th I've wanted a Simpsons arcade one up for ages, and that's the only thing that stops you from getting it. Is you beat it in a half an hour, and then what? Like it's yeah, more or less just a decorative piece at that point. So and same with me with the Turtles one, and that's no, we're not throwing shade at anyone out there that's bought a Simpsons or a Turtles arcade one up. They're fucking sick. I would love a Turtles one up, but I'm yeah, I'm like I'll beat it once or twice, and then I'm like once every year maybe I fired up and beat it again. Whereas like my Miss Pac-Man cabinet, I I can always go for a better high score, especially. Unlike the NES ports, these ones actually save your high score. Uh, Do they upload your high scores anywhere? Yeah, yeah. There's like an online leaderboard oh, nice. and stuff. Yeah, which is fucking sick too. So I, uh, I, I don't know, man. I maybe it's simple things for a simple mind, but I will always love these single screen rinse and repeat, do it over and over and over again. Uh, high score games. These are these are always gonna be my favorites. And uh, and you mentioned Popeye. I know how big a Popeye fan you are. What what is it with? Because I, I can't imagine Popeye ever gets an episode of this show. Like I've uh -huh. played, I've played Popeye on that on the NES. I've never played an arcade cabinet version. But like, what is? Do you like it better than Donkey Kong? Uh, I don't think I like it better. But it was it was just a fun arcade game, and it had that same graphic pop that this one had too. Just the cabinet had beautiful art. The screen was just so bright and colorful yeah. and. It was a fun game, actually. 
I like Popeye. Yeah. There there should be more Popeye in 2024. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm team Popeye. Yeah, he's good shit. I like that game too. Did you um before we just move on to a couple other questions and I and I start to wrap this up. Like I'm trying to think I I, I genuinely uh, I I can't think of anything else. Like we've covered all the levels. We covered the basic story. Uh Billy Mitchell is, is a fucking idiot. Um but There's another thing like look at all the like just the pursuit of high score in this game is spawned entertainment like oh yeah this what is a, yeah what a journey that's been have you ever seen uh the king of kongs yeah it, it, it's fucking awesome eh yeah no that was that was that was a great documentary i love that yeah if you're watching if you're listening to this and you've never seen the king of kong uh look it up it's just about uh a couple of guys battling it out to try to get the uh, the world high score on donkey kong and uh, the only problem is that it involves that fucking sleazebag piece of shit, Billy Mitchell. But uh, oh. I hate that guy. I hate that fucking cheating bastard. <laughs> I don't know. Like, are you like he like? Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I fucking hate that guy. But uh, uh, where where did I want to go with this? Uh, oh, did you ever play uh, John Donkey Kong Junior or Donkey Kong Three? I played Donkey Kong Jr. and liked it. It wasn't quite as good as Kong, but it, it was its own kind of fun too, though. I yeah. like jumping from vine to vine. And... Yeah. And you know what I liked about Donkey Kong Jr. was that um, it, it's, it, it is like a sequel. Like Mario catches, or Jumpman or whatever the fuck, catches the original Donkey Kong. And now it's and now the, the rules are reversed. And now it's up to Donkey Kong Jr. to get up there and save his dad from, from Mario or, or Jumpman. And, well, and I just uh, love how the final level of that is you, it's it's kind of the reverse of the girders. You're pushing the keys up to the logs to unlock Kong at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was actually like a really, it's a really, I never, I don't know what it is about. Like I've played it. I haven't played a ton of it. I always found it much, um, I always found it much more difficult than the original Donkey Kong. I don't know if that was just lack of reps or what, but I, it was I just the same jump problems. If you fell, you died. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> and that's there's all a lot more is. jumping in that, so um, or yeah. platforming. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe that's all it is. And then, uh, and then I have to say, I, I I remember playing Donkey Kong three like maybe once. Like I really don't know it very well. Yeah, me either. No, okay, all right. That makes me feel better then. Uh, How about Donkey Kong Junior Math? Oh fuck! Why do they insist on? Well, you gotta fucking do that to me, hey! Like we've had a fun episode. <laughs> what the fuck? What's your problem? Why do they have to well, put? Why do they have to force education into these games? Well, we were master systeming. You guys were learning. Oh fuck! Don't even. You guys must. There must have been some fucking educational game on the master system. No man, Alex Kid didn't go missing, oh. and Sonic wasn't doing math. He was running. Well, I'm willing to bet you that the executives at Sega were like, "We should make some educational games," and they were like, "Our our players are too dumb, sir." We probably should have did some math before the Saturn, but yeah. <laughs> oh, swish! I fucking hate those god. The less said about those fucking educational games, the better. I fucking <laughs> yeah. hate those goddamn things. At the end of the day, good and bad, they all spin. They all uh, spin off from the original Donkey Kong and. Let me just say, like, the Donkey Kong Country games, particularly the SNES trilogy, some of my absolute favorite video games of all time. And I love that they brought the original Donkey Kong back as Cranky Kong. I think that is spectacular. Like, that is such a funny fucking shtick. Um, but I would... I don't know, man. I, I would like to see 
like they're never going to because there's not there's not enough there's not there's not enough money in them and everything but i would love to see them try to just make some more new arcade version donkey kong games like am i wrong like oh, that'd be fun this mario versus donkey kong is probably the closest we'll ever get yeah it's kind of the yeah. spiritual successor i guess but it's more of a puzzle game i think than a Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. Did you ever? I never played. Uh, I'm looking forward to the the one on Switch next year or this year. I never played them before. Well, I played like I remember the the Donkey Kong game that came out for in I think it was '94 for the Game Boy. That was a really fun one. Yeah, Donkey Kong '94. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, you're right. Fuck, I I haven't played that one yet. You like it, eh? Yeah, it was. It's really great. Like I think it's like the first three or four levels. I can't remember. Oh. oh, the arcade game, and then it just turns into a puzzle game after that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Like, why? Like, give us. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, listen. I- I'm not gonna say give us more of these because I would exponentially prefer a new Donkey Kong Country game, but a new one of these would be fucking sick too. Where is Donkey Kong? What's the last Donkey Kong game we got? Was it Tropical Freeze? I think so. Yeah. And that was a Wii U game. It was a great game. But that's a Wii U game. Where the fuck is Donkey Kong? How? Listen, I understand when we don't get more F zeros and Punch Outs and Star Foxes and and Kid Icarus. Let's let's let the Beta Squad of the Nintendo IPs. I love some of them, but I get why we don't get more of them. Where are the donkeys in Alpha? Where the fuck is Donkey Kong? I still hope they're putting them 3D for next one. Oh man, would you? Yeah, like if you had like. I think so. Yeah, I think I think if they put the right team on it, they'll they'll pull it off. Like. Like Donkey Kong 64 style? Yeah. Yeah. Minus fucking, well. Do you Donkey like Kong 64? Do, do you like Donkey Kong 64? Oh, I never played it. Okay. I, I take a lot of shit for hating it, but I haven't played it in like 20 years. But it's the one Donkey Kong game I've played that I don't like. But I, yeah, like if you gave me like a Mario Odyssey level 3D game, but with Donkey Kong in it, I'd be all about that. The various Kongs and their skills and whatnot. Yeah. Because, like, the Donkey Kong Country games are all great. Donkey Kong Country Returns was fire. Tropical Freeze was awesome. They're all notoriously tough, but I like that. What a great franchise. Why are they doing more with this fucking... Anyways. Anyways, I'm just rambling now. I'm just an old man. <laughs> um, Buddy, I can't believe we made it to 42 minutes talking about Donkey Kong. Okay, is, there, is there literally anything we haven't touched on yet? Two things. One, I, I do love the animations they gave Donkey Kong, too. Like, when he falls at the end and bangs his head and he's just laying there with stars. Yes. Or when he's banging his chest, or even when he's rolling barrels. I love that they animated him so well. Yeah, I like when he's laying down there at the bottom of the construction site at the end, and Mario and Pauline are above him, just kind of making out. And he's just laying down there like a defeated a defeated monkey. I agree with that, yeah. And second thing is, Pauline's hotter than Peach, don't at me. Oh. She did go on to be a mayor. Is that is she the one that went on to be the mayor of New Donk City? Yeah, That's I think her. so. Yeah, wow. Good for her. So you're Team Pauline, eh? I am. I like Peach, man. I'm I'm Team Peach, and Daisy. Everybody wins. Daisy's cool too, but Peach is. Oh, dude, dude. Sorry, before I leave, I saw someone. Someone sent me a meme the other day, and it was Daisy asking Peach why there's never been a Wario Waluigi version of Peach, and then Peach points out that a Daisy's first initial is D, which upside down, or which is an upside down P, mm. and then she realizes <laughs> that Daisy is the Wario of Peach. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that blew my mind. But I like fair, it. fair enough. I like Pauline too. Uh okay, we need to score this thing. And you sent me 
probably my all-time favorite scoring system here. What was it? You got it? Or do you want me to bring it up? We lay it in front of me here. Uh, you bring it up. I okay. can't remember. <laughs> Chris says, uh, the current world record for Donkey Kong is 1,272,800. And I think that is a fan. I was going to score it out of 25 for a quarter. But that is a way better scoring scale. So out of 1,272,800, what are you going to score uh, Donkey Kong? 1,282,799. Sorry, one one more time. 1,282,799. Well, the high score is 272, so 272. Oh, okay, 272. So you're taking off a single point. Yeah, nothing's perfect, so. Wow. Jeez, that is uh wow. All right. Um mm, I don't know. I don't know what to fucking give it. I don't And for the record, if the high score is wrong, don't bother writing in and correcting us cuz it's not like we're going to re-record the episode to fucking change it. I don't care. It's just a stupid scoring scale that doesn't mean anything. Um <laughs> I'll give it Yeah, I'll give it a million 200,069. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It's just, it's an alt. It is literally, it's an all time classic. It's one of the most perfect video games of all time. It's just, it's just fun. It's just a fun, it's pure fun. It's just pure fun. Anyone can play it. Most people will suck at it as I will, but uh, it's one of the greatest arcade cabinets of all time. In fact, if you like, if you're taking beat em ups aside, the only high score, arcade cabinets I put ahead of it are the Pac-Mans. And I and I just think the Pac-Mans are more accessible to Joe Blow than Donkey Kong is. Well, the fact that these would be near insta buys for an arcade one-up is that says something too. So Yeah. Man, what I wouldn't give for a fucking Donkey Kong. Do you think we ever get it? Let's end on it's that. Sitting next, it's sitting next to the Mother 3 North American version. Oh, God. What do you think is more likely? A Donkey Kong arcade one-up <laughs> cabinet or a Mother 3 North America release? Oh, man. There you go, hey. I, um uh, yeah uh I, I i think the arcade is more likely probably and i the only reason i say that is because they could probably license donkey kong to arcade one up and just make a fortune without doing anything mother three they have to actually like print it and do all that stuff and release it and i just think the backlash wouldn't be worth the the headache I think they'd sell to Microsoft before they did either. Yeah, yeah, fuck, you might be right. And then you know what's the most ironic thing? Is Microsoft would probably pay billions for it and then not fucking release them either. Because <laughs> fucking goddamn Microsoft. Anyways, uh, this was fun. I hear you. People are telling me you want more arcade level uh, episodes. I hear you. There's not a ton of meat on the bone, but they're a great time to talk about. And I we will cover more arcade cabinets in uh, in 2024, I promise. Why not? They're all like 40 fucking years old. Why not talk about them now? Chris, this was your idea. Good fucking suggestion, buddy. It was good talking to you. No, thanks for having me for this one. I've wanted to talk about this forever, so this is great. Yeah, that was good times. And uh, I can't think of a clever way to end this, so we're just going to leave. See ya. That is going to do it for this week's episode. Chris, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking some Donkey Kong. And you guys don't know, like, we didn't do that over cell phones. We did that on the old rotary, like, turn the one number, like, like, we we went old school. And we organized that over facts. We thought we're talking an old game. We're old. Let's let's go all in 
on the old. But Chris, thank you so much uh, for giving me a call and talking some Donkey Kong. And to all of you listening to this, whether this was your first Remember the Game, your 283rd or whatever fucking number in between, thank you so much for the support. I appreciate it. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there and that you took a chance on this one. Well, that warms my heart. If you want more of these, I'm telling you, there's never been a better time. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. Subscriptions start at $3 for the whole month. Three bucks gets you two additional shows every week, plus hundreds of bonus podcasts in the archives waiting for you. Five bucks a month gets you four additional shows a week and even more hundreds of bonus episodes waiting for you. Plus, you get DM with me. You get comments to be read on the show. You get a shout out. And you get to vote in our polls, our January Patreon poll. It's eight NES games. And we're literally whittling it down to one that'll be uh that'll get an episode of the show that is live right now for patrons to vote on and february 1st through february 29th it is our 2024 pre-march madness patreon poll tournament extravaganza where we have 64 games that people want episodes of this show for battling it out in a tournament every day our patreons will vote a game or two through till we get down to two in the finals and then the winner gets an episode it's going to be awesome so patreon.com slash remember the game if you want to partake in those i'm on twitch quite a bit these days twitch.tv slash remember the game come by see my dumb face i'd really appreciate that i have a p.o box i have merchandise you can find all that at remember the game podcast.com that's enough i i don't feel like doing any more plugs i am going to do some shout outs because i'm contractually obligated to do so and then i'm going to get the fuck out of here i hope you all enjoyed that thanks for listening and uh we'll be back next week with remember the game 284 which assuming the recording that we have lined up for this weekend works out which it hopefully does uh we're actually talking more donkey kong it wasn't intended but it's going to work out nice. The long-awaited Donkey Kong Country 3 Dixie Kong's Double Trouble episode is coming up next week, assuming that lines up. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you on the next one. Oh, leave us a good review. I, I, I They make me feel nice, and I'd appreciate it. And I'll talk to you on the next one. Cheers so long. Goodbye. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I churn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game and as such i am obligated to thank them very very quickly so a huge thank you to nation mellow magic money joe buck sharonic andre jeffrey mathis the keegs james clark dave mcgee dan of D- dissect that film slick rick doug doran chris flurry andrew wright jordan confused but still here Lil bunny fufu 89 angry ticks dave thompson no one cares scott brooks there it is Scott Brooks, Aaron Aaron Lawson, Nathan Trombley, A-Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang, Darren, Andy Hudson, Doogie, Wolfmagic21, Johnny from Virginia, Squints, Titan420, Zonko504, Jeff Bergeron, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Brandy Barrage, Just a Fish, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed, Bofa, 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 you're right, I've not reviewed it, 7 out of 10. Holmes, Zach Shepard, now I have. Holmes, Zach Shepard, Ballsack, T-Bagger, Frosty Feet 492, Triple Chugger 22, Elijah Burns, It's That Nerd, James, Madame Nutsich, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Mizuru, Juris, Dr. Mario, Tyler, Phil Lencher, Joe the Sandman, Eric James, Nick Amos, Mega Mav, Thomas Childs, Biddy, Laces Out, Dan, Beaver Boy, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Leroy Westrich, Rush's Dog Walker, Stud Still Smash, Matt Babineau, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Fuzzy99, Decoy Man, a dude named Adam, Wyatt the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon Row, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Scary Terry, Storm Beagle, 
Archangel Otaku, Earl, Hagel Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Kh, Jimothy, Chris Williams, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Nicole, Cody Richardson, General Fury, them boys on the roof. I cancel my Netflix to afford the shout out. Max Legroom, James Juan Francesco, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Franklin Badge, Drugs of Bed, okay. Sam Carpenter, Donnie the Dude, Walter, Nerdy Hybrid, The Fletchman, Colin Bollinger, Sleeper Hit, Squeak Nuts, Isaias, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Wimp 15, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Radioactive Man, Musty Beetle, Graham Kennedy, John M. Watkins, Timothy Sabrinsky, Beef Dingleberry, Hitchy Poo, Chevy Boy 9211, Burt Macklin, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Christopher Britt, Zamatos, Big the Cat, X Maverick X, Bobby Litton, Brandon DeZeba, Kia Pup, Wombo Wombat Wang, AB Killen, Works for Me, Alexander Camps, Neil Cooper, Tom Houlihan, Ted Explosion, Ryan Perry, Alex R, Lucas Valadez, Itchy Nutsuru, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Just Car Prank, Solomon Soto, Rated X, Ulint, Darth Skywalter, Postman, Tazzlehoft, West Gen, Nick Creature, Youngster TK, Adam Martinette, The Big Deal, Kevin Monroe, Can't Destroy Her, This MF, My Voice is Cracking a Lot. This MF, Alpha Kenny 1, Beers of War, Because 19, Marcus Mendoza, Lord Longrod Von Hugendom the Second. I don't know anymore. Roger Stallbox, Pool Cleaner, Lucas Shaman, Frosty Bear, Max Sandin, Sour Goatface, Alex Ramos, Faded Sufferance, Benjamin Atkins, Carbon Fiber Zombie, Chris Hill's Not Your Buddy Guy, Mellow Yellow 8787, B Money, Hired Goons, Who? It's OG, Tyler Bauer, Fallen Snow, Kiku, the, Kiku, the Supreme Chozorizo, E Man Trucker, Mark Sneed, Raging Irish, Atrio Wormwood, Shoe Boxers, Tornado, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Mario Galaxy, Jay Callahan, Robbie Air, guy who does things, Sabin, Brian Richmond, Blobby Rogers, Glue Scapin, Bula, Swiss Swiss Watches, Mad Zeus, Buy Me Bone Storm, Plow King, Fill Up My Mouth with Farts, Liquor Like Luigi, Cody Thompson, Put It in H, Chaz Hammond, Elephant, Cavs, Scissor Fist, Big Daddy Randall, Ryan Whitcomb, Flinny123, Austin from Past to Present Player Podcast, Lord State Pop, Johnny Zubu81, AJ McCurgy, Lotus, Philip Ramsey, Nothing Can Possible Lie, Go Wrong, Alex McIntyre, S, Bearded Bastard, Adam Blank still isn't reviewed, Sly Cooper 2, Eric Hopewell, Darbles, Meat Musket, David Schroeder, Theodore, Chicken Gizzards, Diablo Spartan, Justin Blair, Wilco, VOS Rager, Casually Filthy, Captain Steve N, The Cardigan Wearing Wrestler, Adam's Former Assistant, and Shank the Rat Face Bastard. I pulled that out. That was not too bad. Uh, appreciate all of you. You keep the fucking bills on here. And without you, my bills would be off, and I... The bills were off, and I... Whatever. I appreciate all of you. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you later. Cheers.